What up? Let's get weird. It is the Wednesday slash Thursday. We're recording on Wednesday. This will be launched Thursday morning. Edition of FantasyGuruElite.com. This is the free podcast. This is the non-subscriber only podcast. Uh, we're basically going to be touching on the Thursday night game here out there for you guys. We're going to talk about some of the big injuries that are taking place this, this week. We have a flooding of big names that are going to be missing games this week or are extremely questionable. We'll talk about how to kind of play this and maybe get an edge on it and then how it's going to affect other players. Talked about this a little bit on the SiriusXM show today. Want to go deeper with, with my two dudes over here who are fantasy football monsters. We're going to start with my boy, Jay Fry, Jeff Collins. What's up, brother? Dude, how's it going, Tommy? How was your week last week? I was actually okay. Um, I lost a little bit. But it was one of those weeks where I hung on barely to get like 50% of my money back. You know, like one of those where you thought it was going to be a total complete abortion. And it was like, okay, you know, I got some money in the account still. I'm, I'm, I don't have to redeposit or anything. I'm, I'm still okay. So luckily, I came about like probably an Indianapolis field goal away from getting blown out. So barely got it. How about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I had some pretty good sweats for like a Playboy seat and stuff. But then there was this donkey that ended up beating me. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of a magic sports guy ended up beating yeah. me. Yeah, magic sports cock. Yeah. And I should say this again. We say it at the beginning of every podcast. Just to <laughs> emphasize, it'll be on the site. This is uncensored. This is an uncensored. <laughs> now you say, you say it. that. Yeah, trust me. I have a donkey, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm really happy you put that out there. That'll be exciting for me on Twitter to get the magic sports cocks, you know? <laughs> but so, hey, guys, how you doing? Hi, Kevin. I was just about to introduce you. Wait your fucking turn. So, so and Kevin Adams. What's up, Kevin? Yay. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the Dodger game. Um, having a good week here. I, you know, good week. I mean, good week. Yeah. Just, yeah just actually, I lost on DraftKings. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor guy. Yeah. Oh, like, dude, what are you going to do with that four thousand dollar loss? Are you gonna dude, do I'll stake you on DraftKings. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, well, we got your back. Yeah. And how'd you How'd you do on Fanduel, Kevin? Fanduel went really, really well. Like I think it was like eighty something grand in a seat to Playboy. Yes, so, hey, can I come instead of Tommy, though? Can I be your plus one instead of Tommy? Absolutely. Tommy has already given me the, the I'm Tommy G. I go anywhere to the that I want to go. <laughs> he, goes so, to me, he, goes, he goes, don't worry, you're my plus one. I go, who the fuck are you talking to, bro? I'm Tommy G. I walk into any fucking place I want, and they roll the red carpet out. I need a, <laughs> Good to know. I need, I need a fucking invite somewhere. Get the fuck out of here. So yeah, Plus Tommy G is way above all that. So you're absolutely in, bro. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna be like out at by the door. Like, guys, can you please like let me in? <laughs> I thought I had a lot more pull than I do. Yeah, uh, I guess, it looks super fun in there. Uh, <laughs> I guess I talk too much shit on Fanduel. They don't want to let me in anymore. <laughs> Lost all my pull. Yeah, that's very that's very possible too, actually. But yeah, congratulations, Kevin. Honestly, I mean, I know we fuck with you a lot about it, but this is your second monster week of the year. You know, seventy thousand dollars week two, uh, what eighty five thousand dollars last week. Uh, and just for you guys that don't know, I know some of you aren't subscribers to the site. Uh, Kevin actually puts out his cheat sheets every week um, for all the sites, and also does a cash game right up at the end of the week. We have the optimizers. I put out my rundown every uh, it lands Saturday night, usually around seven o'clock do a Thursday rundown. Jeff Collins does the GPP plays. And then we have the biggest thing of all of it, the three of us, every Saturday, we launch the subscribers only podcast. 
uh, which is phenomenal, I think. It's literally an hour and a half. Well, it'll be an hour and 15 minutes going forward. It was two hours last week of just kind of breaking down every single player. Everything you could possibly have a question on gets pretty much covered in that podcast. We try to really, you know, really lay everything out. And at the end, we're going to make sure to make a habit of narrowing it down to our one or two favorite plays and, uh, and favorite game stacks, too. I think that's important because my big week, when I hit for 50 grand, Kevin's, Jeff's, all of our big weeks have been pretty much with game stacks of late. So we'll, we'll make sure to identify those, too. I want to get to a couple things here. Uh, first, I want to kick it over to Jeff. Uh, we got NBA right around the corner, and the main reason we brought Jeff on was not for his stunningly good looks. It was actually for his NBA prowess, and uh, probably, in my opinion, the sharpest mind in the industry uh, as far as NBA goes. And, you know, bringing on a strong team behind him. We already have Rad Thad as part of the team. We have Benny who's going to be doing work. We had a couple people we can't name yet. So we got a lot of people who are going to be contributing for NBA. We're going to have a banging fucking NBA product. Jeff, give them a little idea of what's going on. Uh, spend a couple minutes on it before we get to the Thursday night game. Sure. So, yeah, the big thing right now is that we want to really reward people for committing to us early. I mentioned that on the previous podcast, but just to quantify that, like we're going to be charging $29.99 a month. And if you sign up now for the whole season, we're only charging $99.99. So that's like almost a 50% savings. I don't know. What does that come into? 40, 45%? Yeah, it's $80 uh, off. On a, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think so, 40, 45, I believe. I'm so not yeah, going to do math. It'd be, it'd be uh, 180 bucks if you just went month to month. But if you get in early, we're going to give you a huge discount. In regards to the content that's coming out, I just released today a strategy mailbag where I asked people to send me in questions they had about NBA DFS strategy. I answered a bunch of those. So that's out. Rad Thad sent me a preview of an article that he's doing, which he calls NBA Zen, that gets you in the right mindset for uh, NBA DFS. And he talks about live finals and that sort of thing. So it's really cool that he's getting some stuff out there. Of course, Benny is going to be doing a big breakdown for most of the slates as well. Um, and the other cool thing is too, like this position that you guys put me in gives me a lot of opportunity to kind of be selfish about um like now i have a bunch of resources at my disposal so now i'm looking to hire people that is going to not only give me an edge but in return that's going to give uh our subscribers a huge edge too we're talking to some guys about doing content stuff in the industry that literally isn't being done by anyone so i can't say exactly what that is yet because it's uh still a little bit under the wraps and we don't want people to copy us before we release it. (laughs) Exactly. uh, Yeah, it's going to be stuff that no other subscribers on any other site has until they start subscribing to our site and start copying us. But yeah, Yeah. it's, it's really exciting. And, and yeah, and that's, and that's very important too, you know, being first to market is huge in this area and we have some phenomenal ideas. One of the other things too, that I want to just speak honestly about, because I think there's a lot of questions in the industry over these guys play their picks, you know, you know, I had all these touts out there. I, you know, they, there's a lot of questions about that. We are probably the company with the most behind the paywall. I think that's a fair statement, right, Jeff? The highest percentage. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, literally everything's behind the paywall except a free podcast where we don't even really go deep into Sunday analysis and maybe a Thursday night breakdown. But for NBA, every Jeff Collins piece of information, basically, outside of maybe a teaser article here or there, just to show people what we're doing, is going to be behind the paywall. And that's important for us and for you because when you're throwing it out there publicly to Twitter, tens of thousands of people are seeing it. When you're working for other sites that are giving it away for free, some sites, hundreds of thousands of people are seeing it. 
See, there might be a propensity to hold back a little bit. The beauty of what we've done here at Guru Elite is we've actually, or one of the only places in the industry that have actually commissioned our content providers where like Jeff actually has a vested interest in every subscription that comes in. And I know that may not be information that really I need to share with the public, but I think it's important for you guys to understand that he has a financial interest to get you guys into the company and get you winning and get you staying in the company, which is very important. Um, and, and again, it's only our subscribers that are seeing this information. So as you guys win and you re-up month after month, we, we make money off it too, which is great for both of us because you know we're going balls to the wall and giving you everything we got. And Tommy, the other thing is, I know you know this too, but when we're talking about different people to come on and do content for us, they are very excited about the fact that we own, that it's subscription-based and paywall, yep. it's all behind the paywall. And they're like, oh yeah, I'd be a lot more comfortable being totally open about my picks, knowing that it's not the whole world that gets to see them, right? Like yep. when you're when you feel like you're in a tight knit group that um, is really, really has a vested interest in you, then uh, of, like you said, Tommy, people are going to be uh, a lot more willing to share their picks. And like, we're the most transparent uh, gurus, uh, fantasy experts in the industry. There's not a doubt about that. It's one reason that um, got me on board. And I think one of the reasons you were interested in me just because, you know, okay. we're, we're not going to deceive our, our followers at all. Yeah, and that's and literally, and this isn't just making this up. Pretty, and we've talked to some big names and sharp people. Uh, some we've turned away, and some we're you know about to cross T's and dot I's with. But every one of them, I can't remember one who didn't say, "I'm glad all your shit's behind the paywall." It literally every single person, and that's what you guys want as content content providers. You want transparency. You guys know when I go down, you go down, and and that's really what you want. You know, we're giving it your, we're giving it our all. We're giving you everything we got. And uh, just trust me, when you lose a hundred bucks, we probably lost a thousand for every hundred that you lost. So yeah. uh, let, let Kevin, anything you wanted to add onto any of this before we pivot over to football? Well, just that hockey is like killing it. Like I know oh, like, who's killing it in hockey too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you had to bring that up, Kevin. Yeah, Come on. Buddy. Yeah. I, know, I mean, honestly, it's amazing. Like how many people are tweeting every night? Like I literally can't name three names, but we keep winning in hockey. So yeah. even I had a nice little night in hockey. I know. Tom Tom Donk over there has been Tommy killing. Pucks, motherfucker. <laughs> I know he's been killing hockey. I mean, honestly, like legitimately killing hockey. Um, I think you you give him the statistic. How many head to heads did you post that night? And what I was your sixty three head to heads, and I won fifty eight of them. So. Right. And are you looking? And that was after the two big days. That's when everyone thought I was a joke. And Jeff texted me, Jeff, we were we should have recorded that. Remember when you were on the phone with me? I'm like, I just went up in points. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what happened. I'm like, I just went up. I think someone got an assist. Like, you're like, who? I'm like, I don't fucking know anybody. But really, all I'm doing, guys, honestly, Andy and Nick are fucking murdering these write-ups. They're doing a great job with it. We go on an angle that a lot of people don't go with, where especially Andy's article is all about the Vegas side of it, right? And I'm just reading Andy's article, and I'm like, okay, he thinks this team's going to win, so I'm making plays there. And then I'm reading Nick's article with the cheat sheets, and if I need a punt, I go to the cheat sheet. I mean – and he's actually oh, getting a lot of that data from our algorithm. Well, yeah, that's I mean, it's from the which algorithm. Which is also a Vegas-based model that was converted to a DFS model, and that's what people really noticed that uh, in football, do how well that's been doing. But that's also gotten a lot of questions. Is the Swish optimizer going to be around for basketball? And, yes, it is going to be there. It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. So, I mean, that's all coming, boys. We're coming after the whole industry right now. So let's get into a little bit of analysis here. 
Um, we should probably, Kevin, go back and figure out what time we started because I want to make sure we don't go two hours again. Right. <laughs> so let's, let's note this. We went a little long on the Saturday one. We had a whole fucking conversation about Jeff's like, we got to keep it tighter, Tommy. got to keep it shorter. <laughs> and then we went two hours, which is the longest ever. So we'll keep this to like under an hour because Kevin's going to shit himself if he doesn't get to the Dodgers game here in a second. So I w- there's a couple things I want to touch on. Uh, first thing, let's do this. This is kind of always where we start. Let's take a quick glance at the Vegas lines. Um, I think that's critical to kind of start your research. Keep in mind, it's Wednesday. So I don't think any of us are in full bore, you know, let's, let's get in and start, you know, diving deep into cornerback matchups or anything right now. But we can kind of do a little lay of the land on like the Vegas lines and stuff. And I'm just pulling them up right now. We definitely have a couple games which jump off the page, which are really going to be very highly targeted. It's very different than last week. Last week, we had a situation where we mentioned it on the pod, both pods, I believe, that there was one game that was way higher than the rest. There was the Carolina game that was a 53 total, and everything else was 47 or under. And what did Kevin do? He just went, okay, I'm going to stack this whole fucking game. And even in your cheat sheet, Kevin, I remember in a Kelvin Benjamin, Brandon Cooks, you wrote game stack next to them on that too. Yeah, it's actually the first time I've done that the entire year, which I wrote game stack on the cheat sheet. Yeah, yeah. which, I mean, it was such a simple, simple thing. And you, know, you just, it was so simple. We, I think we all complicated it and you just said, fuck it, let's do it. So. Right, and I actually did, people ask, I actually did three variations. I mean, the one in the single entry obviously is the one that won, but you obviously still need to hit the running back combo. And that's... Mm-hmm. And then, well, you loved Lamar Miller. You loved Lamar uh, loved Miller before then, the Fuller news. Yeah. And then on FanDuel, of course, you know, I mean, I was four points away from another 50K. That's the difference of kicker and, and defense. Yeah. You know? So don't just gloss over those positions. I mean, they really – they are very, very variant, but it does seem like the people that nail them consistently win on FanDuel. And then I did see your DraftKings teams did have Alex Smith on them. You did play Alex Smith. You liked Alex Smith. And oh, that's, yeah. I mean, I had Alex Smith. I heard some people go, you liked Alex Smith. I'm like, dude, look at his lineups. He lost with Alex Smith on a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, I lost like a good four grand on Alex Smith. He was my cash game lineup, too. Um, I don't really recommend a game stack in cash games because it is yeah. there's zero diversification there. If the game doesn't go off, you're done. Fucked, yeah. Um, but, you know, if people – I could kind of see as trends – start to go and things happen in DFS, Jeff, this is especially for you. Can you see more like the stacking thing in cash and baseball, how people try to make the argument? It's like, like really you're not going to stack the saints at home because it's cash, you know? Yeah. Um, no, totally. I think we see that trend start to get bigger and bigger in all of the sports uh, going back to basketball again. Like that was the question I led my article off with because I got so many questions about, how do you stack an NBA? So it's like all everyone wants to do it because number one, it's it's I don't want to say it's easy because it still takes skill to do it. Like you said, you still have to nail your running backs and everything. But when you know you just have to focus on one game and pick five players from that game and then fill out the rest of your lineup, like people are attracted to that. So as it becomes uh, people start finding out that oh wait that's working that's working like everyone's going to want to do it. So to answer your question, yeah, I could see that becoming a trend moving forward, especially in a situation like last week where you get a game that is, uh, you know, five points higher than the next total or whatever it was, and everyone knows that both defenses are really bad, like, I could definitely see that being a thing. Yeah, and this week, and this week looking at it, I mean, we have the San Diego-Atlanta game, which is up there in the stratosphere at 53, but we do have one, two, three, four others at 47 and a half to 50, whereas last week the next highest one was 47, so – Although we do have an opportunity to stack that game, 
Um, I think we think we have some other really sexy games there. Oakland Jacksonville could go to the moon. Saints could always go to the moon, even though we don't love them on the road, obviously. Um, Washington Detroit, I think, is a really sneaky one. And the Colts Titans are the other one that are up there. Outside of San Diego, Atlanta, any one of those games jump off the page at you, Jeff? Well, the San, the problem with the San Diego Atlanta one in terms of game stack is that's a six and a half point spread, so that could get a little bit out of hand. Whereas the Carolina game, the Carolina Saints game was a three point spread, and that right. you know for a while it didn't look like it was going to be close. It ended up that the the Panthers brought ended up bringing it back. But yeah, those game stacks wouldn't have worked if the Saints would have just ended up uh, dominating that game. Yeah, so I think the one that stands out to me is the Washington-Detroit game because that's a one-point spread with a 50 total. Um, That's certainly what I'd be looking at. And then the Raiders-Jacksonville game, 49 total, one-point spread again. Like, those are the kind of games that you'd expect to shoot out. Yeah, a lot of – another thing about that San Diego game, which makes it a little bit tough to really go full-bore game stack, is, I mean, who do you really want in the San Diego wide receivers, Right. Yeah, I mean, we got Travis Benjamin banged up. Ty Williams hasn't been much. Inman gets basically 100% of snaps and 0% of targets. Hunter. Doesn't he just stay in and block, though, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> I already fucking changed my opinion on him. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Tavon Austin. Right? <laughs> yeah, stick, well, stick that up your ass. <laughs> but, uh, by the way, for our bets last week, we oh, the, Jesus. Uh, the 1K yeah. wagers. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Tommy G was undefeated in wagers coming into the week. And I made a couple with these donkeys, and we actually both pushed. So I won one and lost one with Kevin, and I won one and lost one with I, to, to clarify, I destroyed you in one. You won by a decimal point in the other. So, right, yeah. Tell my, tell my PayPal account that one. <laughs> not, not a dollar left it. So I still got, I still got my – you know, ever been to Toys R Us when you were young? I still got my Jeffrey dollars in that account over there. Smiling at me with a giraffe face on it. But, yeah, back to this Atlanta game. There's not many San Diego receivers you love. Obviously, we love Tantra Henry. He's going to be popular. You do still have Gates there to worry about. I think there will be a few days this year where Gates all of a sudden is the – you know, seven for 70 guy, even though he's old as fuck and none of us like him anymore. But we do like Hunter Henry a lot. And then on the other side, it's like Julio Jones. Like, do you really want Sanu? You know, do you really want – there's no other receivers there. When you go to the running backs, it's a 50-50 timeshare. I do like Freeman more. But, you know, you always have the Coleman Vulture possibility where he gets – I mean, it's just a little bit of a messy game to really just isolate in, whereas the Carolina game was just Benjamin, Olsener, Flaner, Cooks, breeze and you really had no running backs to roster so you could just take the aerial side so we'll be interesting to see how we play that um there are a couple of voids on this slate too obviously there always are a couple games down there minnesota philly i'm not seeing much i like in that game at all denver houston outside of the houston defense i think the houston defense there was a couple guys who made a what was it the denver defense it wasn't von miller it was someone else who said we want to kill brock osweiler wow yeah, Jeez. literally said those words. I want to kill Brock. I forget who it was. I'm drawing a blank. I'll find it. Man, um, just like Chip Kelly did to Kaepernick last week. Killed him, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that game worked. They, they were close, though. They did a great job. That was really close. I was <laughs> way wrong on the put the house on the Bills call. But, uh, so let's get into a little bit of – we'll get into Thursday night in a second. Do you want to go through some of the big player injuries first, or do you want to go through Thursday night game first? I say, we go, I say we go injuries. Okay, so let's, let's start there. We have some big injuries, pending injuries, uh, that are going to affect multiple levels. As I said, we touched on this in the serious show, but I'm assuming most of you guys didn't listen to that. So Ben Roethlisberger is the biggest one. Um, I refer to him as Wolverine. He's probably the best healer in the NFL. This guy literally could get shot in the face, and he'll be back in a week and a half. He's like a hockey player with a football helmet on. But 
you know, they were initially saying, you know, maybe a week or two. Now they're saying four to six weeks, best case two to three. Uh, we're playing DFS, so we really don't give a shit about anything. But this week, this was a game that I was ready to game stack. Pittsburgh, New England. I was ready to just go balls to the wall with this fucking thing. But now we have an issue. as uh, a major problem here with the Pittsburgh side, maybe not being able to generate much offense. So talk to me about how Ben's absence, Kev, is going to affect uh, – Antonio Brown, Coates, Le'Veon Bell, and then Jeff will get your take right after that. Sure. It's a price thing with Antonio Brown just because the Algos aren't going to adjust him accordingly quick enough to play him, in my opinion. Um, so I really don't want anything to do with him at his current, like, where you need 27. Ours did. Ours projects him at 18 points. Right, but he's still at, like, what is his price this week? Oh, he's 9,300. I'm just saying ours yeah. actually has him at, at a little less than 2X, which is good. So the, the He R's means the pricing good. algorithms. Oh, you mean the DraftKings algorithms. Yeah. I thought you were Correct. Talking about no, exactly. Like the sites. It's just going to be too expensive for the, what you can look for. I mean, I don't even want to, like, use the NGPP cop-out with that. Like, sure, you could do it, and if he goes off, fine, congratulations. But I wouldn't say, like, oh, that was a really smart play. Um, I think really the play is Lev Bell. Like, I mean, he's still amazing and, and ultra, ultra talented. And if he's going to get a little more volume share, a little more targets out of the backfield, because you got to figure that he's going to look to dump off more than Ben would. I'm, I love him a lot. I mean, I love him always, but I really like him in this situation. And you saw what Gio did against New England last week. Of course, the counter argument to that is the hoodie always tries to take out that best option. And you would think without Ben, he would, go after Lev Bell versus going after Antonio Antonio. Brown. But going forward, like, it's kind of an avoid situation for me. Like, um, I'm not going to touch it in cash games. I'm not going to really say, like, it's a great GPP play. I think there are plenty other situations on the board that we can exploit this week, and we don't really need to go down that road. Um, I think Sammy Coates is pretty much, like, dead to me, though, at this point. Yeah. Jeff? Uh, I think you're going to get Lev Bell at – even a higher usage than we're used to seeing with them. When you look back at when Le'Veon Bell uh, has played without Ben Roethlisberger, his carries go up to like 25 or something like that and still is going to get some short checkdowns like Kevin was talking about. So I really like Lev Bell this week, especially since he's going to be lower owned. Um, You know, last week we were dealing with what, 35% ownership this week. We'll deal with like 10%, I'm guessing. So like, that's super attractive to me from a tournament perspective, but I'm with Kevin in regards to Antonio Brown. I think that that price is ridiculous. I think you're paying, what, 1300 or more for him uh, over Le'Veon Bell, and that's, in my opinion, just a mistake. I thought it was a mistake last week, and it's definitely a mistake again this week with no Ben. So um, that's kind of my take there. So I'll probably load up on Le'Veon Bell for the next couple weeks and um, uh, avoid the passing situation. Yeah, I'm a little different. I'm a little worried about Lev Bell in this game specifically just because of of what we talked about on the show before that I think Belichick's going to aim to take Bell out of the equation. Uh, I think they're going to stack the box against him. I think they're going to dare Landry to beat him. And looking back at last year, Le'Veon Bell in the four games that Ben Roethlisberger missed had a combined 53 receiving yards. So that's a little worrisome. The receptions were there. He had 15 catches but he was averaging three and a half yards a catch. What were the yards on the ground, though? Like, no, he had a great time on the ground. Right? I imagine yeah. that. A, he was yeah. very – I mean, he was getting 24 carries a game, right? So 111, yeah. 88, 121, 129, phenomenal. So you could really make the case for both sides. You know, I just personally think in this matchup versus New England, 
he's not rushing for 120 yards. There's no way Belichick's going to let him rush for 120 yards today. They're going to stack the shit out of that box. Yeah, I'll make one more point, too. I think in the red zone specifically, like near the goal line, they're really going to rely on Le'Veon Bell and not want to trust the passing game in that situation. So I think that that's another boost for Le'Veon. I think D'Angelo Williams scores a touchdown this week. I don't know why. What? I have a weird feeling about it. It's I'm not – I might bet it later in the week. Let me do a little deeper analysis here. You can really put like, a disclaimer of we are not telling subscribers to – No, no, you don't play D'Angelo. Even okay. if he scores a touchdown, he's still garbage play. Right. But uh, I just have a feeling he vultures Lev on a touchdown. <laughs> what do you get, like 15, 20 to 1 on a touchdown? I will take 15 to 1 on a touchdown all day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you could probably get that. I'll, be, I'll get it from you. I'll take it. <laughs> hey, Tommy, should you, touch on, should you touch on Jamie Collins and steal that from Joe Dolan? I thought that was an amazing yes, point. Yeah, Dolan, Dolan made an amazing point uh, because I was saying that they're going to shadow Le'Veon Bell. And, and Dolan made a great point today that Jamie Collins is their best uh, shadow cover linebacker. So if Collins is out, he's questionable, then it really upgrades Bell substantially. If Collins is in – then you might have a little bit of a concern that they might just sit Collins on him and that'll hurt Lev Bell from the receiving standpoint. So. Much much like all Collinses are, he is an absolute freak too. Ah, so. okay. <laughs> he, did, he did practice today and all point, all signs say that he's probably going to play. I wouldn't go too dramatic and downgrade him, but it is, I'll be very interested to see if, if Dolan calls that one and we do see a shadow. Yeah, and much like all Collins, he's a very questionable. <laughs> Good. Well played. I like that. <laughs> uh, let's go into another one. Eddie Lacy here. So this is the fucking donkey show. I mean, I think everyone's going to roster Nile Davis. Uh, you can't roster him on DraftKings. I don't know when this happened where all of a sudden, like, Fandle's the site where you have players available and DraftKings isn't. Like, hasn't it been the fucking opposite of this for the last three years? Yep. Like, what the fuck happened? Like, I know – they're going to merge. I mean, anyone who doesn't fucking see that coming is just blind. But what's gone on? Have they switched people? Like, I don't understand. Like, and the funny thing is, if you go to Niall Davis on DraftKings, have you seen this? He's literally written in red. Like, his whole name is in red with an X next to his name instead of an ad button. Yet you can still add him to your lineup. Like, it's just... <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. what. Like, it's like... A, I don't know what's going on on this site. But I just... I can't. It, it, is it that hard to just change his team and make him eligible? Like, I don't understand because I want people to play Niall Davis because I don't think he's going to be worth shit this week, and I think he would be highly owned. So I was excited to fade him. Uh, we are going to have a situation in this game with um, what's his name, Ty Montgomery, which will be interesting. One thing to notice: Lacey was banged up last week too and didn't play all the snaps. Only played forty-four percent. An interesting stat: Ty Montgomery's snap count. Uh, went up 48% from the prior week, up to 50%. And Devontae Adams went down 31% to 44 So Ty's going to be on the field a lot. Uh, Ty's going to get some carries. Is he a guy you're interested low? Do you think Cobb will get some carries? Is Rodgers going to throw the ball 50 times? Uh, this is the Thursday night game, so we'll probably take this and then pivot into the whole Thursday night game and come back to the rest of the industry injuries. But what are you seeing here, Jeff? <sighs> Not a ton of interest. I will say that my hot take is that uh, Hoyer's going to outscore Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if that's still that's a hot take. not hot because he's basically outscored him all year. Right. Well, that's not true. But um, let's, no, it, is. it is true. Hoyer's at 18.1 and Rodgers is at 20.3, right? Hold on. Rodgers had one game. Damn it. Damn it, Jeff, with his stats. And, I hate when this kid brings fucking stats into my arguments. I know. They're so you know, nasty, dude. So fucking annoying. I like you know, one thing that's throwing it. I say things emphatically. 
I know, right? You just speak loudly. But actually, yeah. as I'm looking at the uh, game logs, uh, he did, I'm assuming, come in for Cutler in the Philadelphia game. So that's probably bringing his average down. So yeah, you might be right. it's probably closer. Jeff I'm sees me clicking. He knows I'm looking at it right now. Rodgers is 24 points a game. Like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm going to go look at the game logs. So keep going, Jeff. So, yeah, anyway, um, I think that Hoyer's a better quarterback right now than Rodgers is playing better anyway. I'm sure Rodgers is the more skilled guy, but, you know, there's a lot of talk about his off-the-field stuff and whatever. It's like the production we're getting out of Hoyer is much better. Plus, you're dealing with a defense in Green Bay that, that is the funnel defense where they're great at stopping the run, not so great at stopping the pass. I believe they just put another cornerback on injured reserve this week. Um, it's just an ugly situation in their pass defense. So I like Hoyer quite a bit, not even point per dollar, just raw points. I think he's going to outscore Rodgers. Um, as far as who you're going to pair him with, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a bigger Cam Meredith believer than most people. I saw some really negative tweets heading into last week about Cam Meredith, and you guys know from the shows that we did and everything that I said Cam Meredith you couldn't fade. And he ended up with 15 targets last week against Jacksonville. Uh-huh. Following that up from the 12 targets he had the week before, like in my opinion, you're not fading Cameron Meredith right now, especially on um, if you're in the two-game slate from Monday to Thursday. Like I, I think he's an automatic play. I don't care how, how highly owned he is. Um, in regards to the, the Thursday-Monday slate, I think that he's still interesting. 4700 I wouldn't mind pairing him with Hoyer. What more does he have to do to raise his price? I know, right? Like, what the fuck more? Like, last week we were bitching on the pod that he was 4,100. The guy scored 30.6 the week, the week before. He was, like, 35 40% owned and threw up 25. And we know the algorithm does factor in ownership percentage. And he's 47. Like, what the fuck is – like, why is he so cheap? He should be 6,500. Like, it, it shouldn't even be, like, 54. He should be 6,500. The guy's 27 fucking targets and 243 yards in the last two games. Uh, not to mention we have Eddie Royal out too, which makes it even more of a no-brainer. I, I think he's out. It's, he's doubtful, if anything. Uh, just going through the numbers here, he's uh, out. the last four games, Hoyer outscored Rodgers last week, outscored Rodgers the week before. Rodgers scored 26-22 to 22 the week before that, and Hoyer outscored him the week before that. So three times out of four, Hoyer. Three out of four, yeah. But, yeah, you were right. You covered – you caught me before I hit you with an uppercut because that first game was a three when he jumped in. Uh, 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 Cutler. Uh, Kevin, what's your take on this game? What are you seeing here? This is interesting. You have an interest in Rodgers before we get to my take on it. Uh, Good input, Kevin. So, anyway. Yeah, I actually like Ty Montgomery. Did we wake you up? Uh, you up? I mean, dude, not everyone is, you know, on the sauce, dude. So, just calm down. <laughs> the sauce. <laughs> Ty Montgomery 3K is actually very interesting because I think they're going to use him as an extension of the run game and those little dump-off passes all day long. It's like 3K, dude. Like on a PPR site, that's kind of hard to fade to me. And it's like with Meredith too. Like if you're playing that Thursday slate, those are two of the best value plays on the board, in my opinion. Um, and if you put those two guys in, it's pretty fun to build your team around that because you can go like Julio, DeMarco, AJ, you can do some really, you can do everything. You can do everything if you go that route. So I'm, I like it for the value plays. I'll probably stay away from the expensive guys. Um, I've really been doing a lot of Thursday play. I pretty much play half my bankroll on Thursday and half on Sunday. Cause you get so many donkeys that, you know, stack these games. 
And so you just get like a 10% of teams that just get automatically eliminated. And I know we said that's been going down, but it's still enough. It's still enough dead teams where it's just a little bit of an edge to play the Thursday slate, in my opinion. I'm wondering on the large slate, the Thursday through Monday slate, the real slate, if we're going to see Montgomery. I mean, I think Meredith and Montgomery are have to be mainstays in your Thursday through Monday team, even though they're playing on Thursday night. I mean, 3,000 for Ty. The guy had 12 targets last right. week, three carries at three is that Is that going to happen again, though? Like, well, I understand the three carries going to five or six carries and, like, you know, his six yards – that he got total going to find someone off the street who's a bad player. I mean, like you know, he's a really like. Keep in mind, Lacy played half that game, right, right. or more. So yeah, if Lacy's completely this is out, no Lacy all game. Well, this wasn't play. off the street either. He saw, they traded for him. Right, Ryan Davis is a fucking herpy. He's okay. a fucking garbage. I think he's a decent running back. All right, fair enough. You're right. Runner. Not off the street. Good runner. runner. Yeah, I think he's a decent runner. But at the same token, he can't pass block. That's been one of the biggest issues with him. He was in the most optimal situation but, running back to be in. He's not – like – You think Ty Montgomery is going to pass block? Well, no, they're just going to go five wide, I'm saying. They're not, gonna, they're not even going to have Nile in the game. So right, they're going to basically add more wide receivers on the field. So yeah. I think his snaps – I mean, I think we're really going to see Ty Montgomery. He jumped up from 2% to 50%. I think we're going to see Ty Montgomery at like 72% of snaps this week. And if you're going to oh. three-day guy at 70% with five or six carries, plus, you know, he's been eating into Devontae Adams, who dropped drastically last week. I mean, there's those some are all, Those here. are all super aggressive, like projecting him for 70% of snaps out of nowhere. Like, I mean, I could see 50% again. If he plays 50% of the snaps in this game, he's not getting 12 targets. There's no way. And how, how? He played 50% last game and he got 12 targets. So because that's an extreme outlier. Do you know how many guys get 12 targets in a game? When you're, when you're basically filling in as an extension of the running game and you're, they're, just, they're not deep passes, his dot was probably extremely low last week. I mean, I, didn't, I haven't checked it, but I didn't watch that whole game in review. I didn't go back and watch it. But I'm assuming most of these passes were like little hitch routes and five, six-yard passes. Yeah, I don't know. I, in my opinion, I understand it because of the price of being a value and everything in tournaments. I would have zero exposure to Ty Montgomery personally. But what do you think and, he's going to be heavily owned? I don't think he will be. No, I don't uh, think he's super high. Uh, he'll be over ten percent. I, I don't know how much higher than that he would be, but um, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, even at ten percent, I think it's pretty easy. Let me ask you me. this: On Fanduel, is he higher owned than Niall Davis? I have no idea. I haven't even looked at the prices over there. Most most years focus on DraftKings so far. Yeah, I've been doing the same thing. Uh, the question is for me, do you think it's realistic? Because I do, and I have interest and intrigue here, especially with the Vegas seems to agree that Green Bay is going to romp this game. Do you think it's realistic that Aaron Rodgers throws the ball 50 times? 50 times? 50. Oh. He's thrown it 45 and 42 in his last two games. No, Eddie Lacy. No, no. Kyle Davis. No. Nah. I mean, granted, granted, they should be in the lead, but everyone's underestimated Chicago the whole year, and they've been better than everyone thinks at you know performing and, and keeping games competitive and even winning them. I'm seeing a 48, 48 to 50 attempt game out of Rodgers, and if that happens, big bump to Ty, big bump to Cobb. You know, Jordy's, Jordy's probably the guy I have the least of out of that receiving. I like Cobb more than Montgomery, I think. He's, his snaps are certainly more secure – I think that they could involve him in the running game a little bit too. Mm-hmm. The, that was the plan. They didn't end up doing it uh, last week. They were going to involve both Cobb and Montgomery. So 
I didn't look into exactly why that didn't happen, so I have to look into that a little bit more. But um, Cobb is just a lot more secure. Like, he's the guy that you can project for double-digit targets. You can't project double-digit targets for Montgomery, in my opinion. His yeah, no, you wouldn't project it, but it's possible. Go. No, his dot was third of all wide receivers last week with more than four targets. Cole Beasley, Doug Baldwin, Ty Montgomery, all two yards for – yeah, I mean, so like, and he had, yeah, he had a, he had a 100% catch rate, 10 for 10. No, that's not sustainable. 12 targets, probably not sustainable, but that was, well, no, 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 no. I just three there, dude. First of all, first of all, he didn't have a hundred percent catch rate because he was 10 catches on 12 targets. And second of all, at a two a dot, it's a hundred percent sustainable. If you're throwing a ball two fucking yards downfield, you should catch 10 and 12. That's why we like, low dot guys in cash games because it's a higher probability catch rate. So, I mean, listen, I would project him at eight. You know, I think that's realistic. Okay, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I think 12 is, is doable. I mean – But I if think- he gets eight targets, you want to fade the guy, right? Um, like, he yeah, has a super day, low touchdown projection share, right? Like, you, you can't project him for a touchdown. So you're talking about eight targets. He gets seven catches, let's say. Dude, I need nine. I need nine points, Jeff. He's fucking three K. No, you don't need nine points from a three K player. You. Uh, I agree with you about this. I agree with you. you can't no, no, backtrack no, 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 on hold that. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I do agree with you. If you're playing GPPs, you need more than nine points. Even right? cash games, you don't need nine yeah. points. You're fine with with twelve. No. Let's say twelve. Maybe the, yeah. 12, you're okay. If I'm playing you in cash games, I need nine. But if I'm playing like a normal person. If you're playing me in cash games, you're just lighting money on fire. (laughs) Actually, I'd be lighting money on fire because I'm garbage in cash games. But my last is that the Dallas D is actually, you know, a much better unit than the Chicago D also. Ooh, I like the Bears unit, actually. I don't know. I think I, I like that. I think that that defense is going to be pretty good, actually. I but, yeah, I mean, I get no, it. They've been playing well, but they're still the 20th-ranked DVOA. Sure, so, yeah. I mean, it's like they're not all that. So By I, the end of the year, though, we're going to be like, wow, the Bears defense is really good. Watch. I do it, agree with you that they flash, and they're playing a hell of a lot better than anyone expected. Nick Fangio's legit. Yep. Yeah, I but yeah, this is all good conversation. I think like we provided some different perspectives and it's like, I'm not, I don't think someone's crazy if they're playing Montgomery. It's just not something that I could do. I would, I would have thought that you guys would have been on the other side of it too, but I can see the argument. I'm actually, I'm actually on the, you know, I'm, I think I'm just going at it with Rogers, Montgomery Cobb and just yeah. grabbing my dick. And then I'm going to take a, a Meredith on the other side just to correlate uh, that whole thing. Just hey, that's how you win all the money. Jordy's yeah. going to have three touchdowns and so many Tommy Cap tweets. It's gonna oh, be- no, no. I will definitely <laughs> have a second lineup with Jordy okay. as, as naked, of course. H- hedge life. Of course. Hedge, hashtag hedge life. One of the last things on this game, though, Jordan Howard. Um, I'm really off Jordan Howard. 69% of snaps last week, down 26% from the week before when he had 92% of snaps. Doesn't seem to be the bell cow anymore. Kadeem Carey jumped up 28% in snap percentage to 31% of snaps. The only thing we do need to look at here is Kadeem Carey's health. Um, keep in mind, that snap percentage there, Kadeem Carey, I believe, left with an injury. So, realistically, if Carey would have played that whole game, which I do not believe he did play the whole entire game, uh, that could have been like 50-50 almost. So, that's really scary. I'm just I disagree. At- I'd say he'll be way over 70% again, like probably over 80. In this I'm, with, I'm with Kevin. No, yeah. I don't, so I let's, let's not overreact to one. If Carry, if yep. Carry doesn't play for sure, if but Carrie, it's a horrible matchup, we shouldn't look at him anyway. 
It's a horrible matchup. Yeah, but if Carey plays, this is a situation where I, I have zero interest in Howard. So I think we covered all the bases on that game. I think really what you get out of that is there's a lot of fucking different ways to go in that game, and there's definitely viability to fading all of it minus maybe Meredith. So, yep. you know, there, there's really a bunch of really ways to get cute with this. Ownership is anyone who claims they're going to be able to predict ownership for this game. I think they're fucking lying. I think it could go anywhere. With Niall Davis factor, you have the tie factor, Cobb factor. You're going to play Jordy in a GPP. The Chicago side, Meredith, Rogers. There's just too much going on. So let's go to some of these other injuries. Uh, we have uh, – we talked about Lacey, Fitz. So my beloved Jets are just fucking aides on a football field. And Fitz is the carrier. And he's out, it seems like. So we're looking at uh, the human genome here, Geno Smith who I think is the biggest garbage human in America. He is, I think he might have been the creator of garbage human. I think that's where I got it from, from watching Geno Smith play. But what does this do? Obviously, we're not rostering Geno Smith. But what does this do to Brandon Marshall? Well, this isn't an injury, but, yeah, this is just a QB. Yeah, it's injury. Yeah, it's just a swap. Same shit. Yeah. I haven't listed the same. What does it do to Brandon Marshall? Oh, man. Um, it's probably going to be decent for – his deep looks down the field, but in reality, his overall production is probably going to take a dip um, because I think Gino's even worse than Fitzpatrick. So um, I don't know. Interesting. I think that Brandon Marshall and these Jets were actually, you know, who is interesting? I want to look at his uh, snap counts again, but Robbie Anderson. 100%. Like, 100% snap count. I have it right here. Um, oh, dude. That's the yeah. guy. Dude, Robbie Anderson. Wood on that block on the sideline. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, and then I saw that text from you too. And then like three plays later, he got knocked up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that he's actually super interesting. Much, not to cut you off, just to give you the information you were looking for. Robbie Anderson, hundred percent. Marshall, ninety-eight, and Nunwan, ninety-three. So you're uh, literally looking at like those three on the field, hundred percent of the time. And Robbie Anderson is like a guy that can go deep too. So I see Gino taking a couple of deep shots with Robbie Anderson, like total flyer play, you know, like total Chris Hogan type play, not a guy you're going to build your lineups around, but maybe throw him in a lineup just for fun. And uh, I think that he could pay off huge. And you have to factor in that Robbie Anderson has basically been on the B squad. You got to remember when Decker was there, you know, it was Decker and Nunwa and Marshall practicing together with the first team. And then you had uh, Robbie Anderson and Gino practicing together the whole off season and the first few weeks of the season uh, with the second unit. And we know when backups come in or young quarterbacks come in, they like the people that they've been, you know, working with the whole off season. So there is that factor there, which makes it interesting. I'd go tie Montgomery as we spoke about in that situation before that. But uh, Kev, what's, what's your take on this? Also, I want you to address the fact that, um, you know, I did mention this earlier in the year. I mentioned it before this week that I thought Bilal Powell was a good play. Bilal Powell, up to 72% of the snaps last week. Matt Forte down to 39%. Um, any interest in the dump-off factor here? It seems to all be going to Powell, these dump-offs. So what's your take on the receiving core and, uh, and Powell? I like the Baltimore defense. I've been playing them all year. So mm -hmm. I, this is a real big avoid situation for me this particular week. Like if someone – it's kind of like the other thing with Pittsburgh. If someone else wants to get lucky and risk their money with the Jets offense, like more power to them, you know? I'll probably be concentrating on other units myself. Powell on DraftKings, though, is pretty 3700 3700 Why I mean, does his price go down? Well, it's all script-dependent why I think Forte is playing less, because regardless, he can catch passes. It's like when they're in certain sets 
And when they're down and they're in like hurry up type stuff, Powell's the guy and they're freaking dreadful on defense. So you can kind of see that script playing out all year and thus Powell is a good play. Um, it's just interesting. The usage with Forte, like, they're basically just fucking throwing darts over there. They have no clue what they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. He had five points last week. That's probably why his price went down. Oh, come on, dude. Did you see that? If you just basically look at what's been going on with his price <laughs> and his production. You think their algorithm watches the game? <laughs> no, I don't think their algorithm. I think their algorithm is watching fucking cricket or some shit. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, the guy has – I mean, yeah, I guess his price makes a little more sense. He did have a, a week game last week. But, I mean, when you're looking at a guy who had 17, 24, 28 – targets in the last four games you know going against a, a fairly stout run D with a quarterback who's just shitting the bed I do like this call with Baltimore D just because all I see when I see Geno Smith is drop back no pocket presence strip sack defensive touchdown that is going to happen at some point in this game Geno yeah. Smith will drop back you'll be watching your tv going behind you behind behind you <laughs> asshole you won't fucking see anyone the ball will get knocked out of his hands and some gorilla is going to run it into the end zone fucking some big 900-pound lineman and just fucking start pounding his chest on Geno Smith's face. Yeah, like, I'm like 80% it's Ravens. Some fat the monster. Some big, fat, like, white fucking lineman who's going to run it into the end zone 20 yards for a touchdown. That's my Nostradamus call. I'm <laughs> <laughs> way out on a ledge, man. Yeah, I'm predicting <laughs> fat, white, Fucking linemen scoring touchdowns on the defensive side of the ball. That's, that's uh, a very, very negative. Evening. Name one on Baltimore. Don't dead, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, well, pal, you're talking about his price. He's going to be, like, 1% owned, dude. Like, there's no problem with his price. Right? Can we move? <gasps> you're right. I, I actually corrected myself. You're right. I thought All right, cool. last week. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise, boring game, I think. Whatever the other price sucks on that slate. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's talk about two more guys before we put a bow and put some lipstick on this pig. Uh, Carlos Hyde uh, sucks for me. My season-long leagues, I just traded for Hyde. I actually, we just made a trade. Uh, I traded Ben Roethlisberger for Hyde. So that's oh, my. Good. We're talking about your season-long league saying. right now. Dude, move on. I'm just saying. So I'm pretty upset about this. But uh, Hyde is looking like he's going to miss the game this week. So two questions. Uh, do we pick up Sean Drone and start him in DFS at all? Do you have any interest? I mean, Tampa Rundy is not something we want to really target because we usually want to target the quarterbacks against them. And any interest in Davis? I mean, you know, we got to talk about the injuries here. So what does this do to the game? I mean, Sean Drone's okay. We saw last year him. That's just a lot of balls. Yeah, like he was pretty productive last year when he uh, filled in. So I don't mind him. I'm actually kind of – I know this isn't related to the injury, but I'm kind of interested in Kaepernick this week. Uh, he looked okay in, in spurts uh, overall. He looked pretty awful, but – We'll like, save all that stuff for the Saturday podcast. Well, I just wanted to talk about the matchup. Like the matchup against Tampa Bay, they're going to be, again, kind of like Green Bay and that they're decent at stopping the run and going to have some weaknesses in the passing game. So that's why I'm less interested in drone than maybe the passing game. Here. Tampa's DVO against running backs is 30th, which is very appealing to me. So they're getting beat up with checkdowns for sure. Yeah. They, is it thirtieth uh, now? They started off the year super first high. That's first receptions to running backs has to be right. It that's can't be against good. run. That's if you go down the chart and, and not look at, That's it's DVOA type versus type of receiver chart is which. A lot so of are you talking about receptions to running backs or actually rushing from running backs? 
receptions from running backs is what okay. that particular stat. Uh, okay. 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 I was going to say, like, their, their rushing defense overall it's is strong. pretty good. Right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. But, cool. But receptions from the running back in on a PPR site for a 3K running back is not, not the worst thing. I mean, I, probably, I look at him as a GPP play, though, more. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting ways to go here where – you know, you got these Niall Davises, Sean Drones, you know, Ty Montgomery's. You know, there's a lot of these Blau Powell, a lot of really cheap, interesting plays. They're all going to be like 5% owned or less where, you know, I think it's going to, you know, to hit it big in a tournament, it's probably going to be the guy that gets the right 3K player who goes off um, because they're all going to be low owned because there's a lot of different options out yep. there. I think one of the interesting ones to pivot to one of the final things we'll talk about here is an injury that just broke today. Um, Chalk McCoy, actually, hammy problem. I'm just pulling it up right now to see if there's any news that's broken since, since I last checked. But while I was on air on the radio, this broke that he'd been diagnosed with a hamstring injury. Uh, LaShawn McCoy has been diagnosed with a mild to moderate hamstring strain. It's not good news for his week seven status. Um, that's not good. Like this I was saying last week, of all, of all the muscles, like that's the one that, is the most likely and to be re-injured and the one that takes the longest to heal. So, And he's had hammy issues before. You know, that's the thing. This isn't his first time. So talk to me, boys. Where are we out on Gillisley? Well, Gillisley's the guy you want, not Reggie Bush. Yeah, I think that, I mean, if he's out and – or if McCoy's out and Gillisley is 3K, then, yeah, it's pretty tough to fade him. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who's been extremely explosive and very limited action, averaging seven yards carry, um, just – He's got three touchdowns already, and I think he has, what, 20 touches on the year? Uh, and last year he was explosive too. So, uh, again, Joe Dolan, who I was on the show with, I just want to pull it up and confirm here. I said, you know, what do you think Gillisley can do if given, you know, an expanded role where he has – and it's going against Miami too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, so, Miami. Yeah, fucking cake matchup on top of that. But he was uh, – Dolan was telling me his stat that I think Gillisley last year at one point had I'm just pulling it up had over 20 carries and if I'm not mistaken he had 20 yards in that game wow that's interesting right like the one time he had a full workload he was hot garbage meanwhile every other time he was breaking 70 yard touchdown runs so pretty young player though too right like maybe he's a little bit better the um small sample too it was just one game I believe the other thing is too I think with this news being pretty fresh like he's probably going to be a better play on the Thursday to Monday slate on FanDuel so I would, I would do that. I think he's a great play on Thursday, Monday. And what I'm doing is I'm actually hoping that no news breaks. You know, I don't want any news to break on Gillisley or on McCoy. I want it to still be up in the air so I could be one of the few people on him. I want to take that chance and, you know, maybe a Playboy queue or something like that. But by Sunday, you know, if we find out McCoy's out, you better believe he's going to be, you know, Chalky McChalkerson come this weekend. <laughs> right, Kev? Oh, dude, I'll be all in. I've, I've been attacking that Miami defense all year, and I kind of hope people are scared away because they played Love Bell well last week, but I think that was a complete anomaly. Isn't it so weird that we're talking about how easy it is for running backs to face Miami and their defensive line that's in Dominican Sioux there? Like, it's just yeah. weird to even. It's so right. much is weird this year, dude. We were yeah. talking about the – the Jets being a defense that you should just exploit and expose every week. Meanwhile, coming into the season, like we thought the Jets were going to have a phenomenal defense and they're going to be super strong. And Miami, you thought would have a great run. It's just, it's a little upside down. You're looking at fucking situations like Hoyer, 
where he's basically like a top six quarterback. There's a lot of weird shit going on <laughs> that we never thought we'd heard. Like Kenny Britt and Cam Meredith are on the winning Millie Maker team last week. Like just weird shit. Todd Gurley's garbage. Like all this kind of stuff that, that just doesn't really make sense. Aaron Rodgers is garbage. It's just been a strange year. Um, I don't think it's been super chalky, but it's been odd. Anything else you guys want to cover or want to touch on? I was um, going to start getting into some offensive line porn, but I'll save, uh, that, for the, yeah. I'll save that for the Saturday pod because I know that, that only they paid subscribers it. should get some offensive line. Our paid subscribers <laughs> love your lineman porn. For those of you that don't know, Kevin pretty much knows the name of every lineman ever to play in the NFL, and he takes every opportunity he can to whip his dick out and show us how much he knows uh, when we do that on the Saturday and podcast. Tommy's very uncomfortable with someone else having those types of things around him. Um, because yes. he likes to be that guy at all times. Right. Now, I am used to other people having more information than me, being that I don't usually have any, and I just speak really <laughs> loud and emphatically. But, um, yes, whenever you – we do do these on video. We will be putting videos out shortly, but whenever you whip your dick out, it's a little worrisome. Um, <laughs> it happens a lot on these pods. I'm glad does. people aren't seeing and the video. And he smacks it against the screen like a dick. Like, dude yeah. – like, why do you have to do that? Like, we don't need you fucking, you know, mushroom thumping the fucking monitor. Like, trying to distract. You're just such a dick. Fuck this podcast. I'm done with this. All right. So, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to actually make this timely. I don't know when we started, but I think we're close to an hour or less. I think it's only the seventh time. inning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kevin can go to his Dodger game. Well, Kevin, this is perfect because you're a Dodger fan, so you can tune into the game in the third inning. That's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's usually when all the fans well, – There it is. There I that's I usually – Yeah, that's, that was well played. I got to be that, That's usually when all the fans show up anyway. So you're, yeah, well, you're getting when, there right when the fans do. When you don't live in fucking shit New York, you know, like we have things to do outside. Yeah, you have things so. to do. What? You, everyone in L.A. is fucking drinking Starbucks, smoking weed, and banging their mom. They have nothing to fucking do out there. That is weird and not true. Yeah, the, oh the, mom, the mom part is interesting. It's yeah. yeah. really <laughs> interesting. <laughs> the you guys never fucked your mother. Stop. The Starbucks oh and the weed I can get behind. Dude, but, you but. never fucked your mother. <laughs> Come on. All right, and the podcast is done. No, we, we should talk about this. Haven't we all? <laughs> Fucked our mother at some no. point. Well, no? so we can edit this part out, right? No, no. I think it's. Imp- I think I'm going to post a Twitter poll, guys. I oh, want you to no. reply to our handle if you've ever had sex with your mother before. Oh, okay. please let us know. Uh, and we're going to end on that note. So thank you guys for tuning in and <laughs> tune in for the Saturday podcast. We'll be doing it Friday night drunk. And uh, I'm going to try and go have a threesome or do something crazy because there's a bunch of college chicks. Please don't cancel your subscription because we've yeah. your mother. Thank you very yes. much. Yes. I've, I'm considering quitting, but, you know, uh, I'll probably be here Saturday. <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Get over to FantasyGuruElite.com. Sign up. We got NBA coming. Anyone who signs up for any package right now is going to get all sports free for the rest of the month. So make sure to get over there. you get the NBA. We're smashing hockey. Uh, Optimizer has been smashing. I think it's like five and one on the year. Uh, the only loss, I think, was like lost like 52% of cash games on like a bubble. So that thing is hot on fire. On Saturday, we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about how to use the optimizer properly. We have some new tools in there, new features in there. You can create up to 20 lineups. You can sort games by over-unders and team totals and variants and floors and all kinds of shit in there. So we'll get into that later. Have any final words? Peace. Peace, Kevin. Any final words? Tommy, you didn't mention your radio show. I love it. It's really good time. When is it on? Oh, yeah. Sirius XM, uh, Sirius 210, XM 87. 
It is on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. And uh, we definitely get weird over there. Anything else from you, Kev? No, I'm good, man. I'm going to go watch the Dodgers and win for Vin. That's all I got to say, babe. All right, cool. Everyone go fuck your mothers and let me know how it was. Peace.